Welcome to the Evening Tea with your host, Zach Bear. I have today with me my friend Paul. Have you elite meal prep? <laughs> How are you, Paul? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And as always, I have my trusty steed, Corbin, here. As always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a while. It has. I haven't seen you. God, I can't even remember. Since the last your Halloween time. party. Was it last year's Halloween party? Yeah, That's we, when uh, you guys were Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did the Beetlejuice costume. Uh, and then this year we stepped it up and did the uh, Adams Family, which I didn't even realize that they had made another movie until we had <laughs> we had already determined that we were going to do that. And then we were like, oh shit, we're kind of being trendy right now. But oh well. Still turned out pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you guys are always killing them couple costumes. Right. <laughs> I know. I told her. I, I told my fiance Chrissy. I was like, we're gonna have to step up our game next year because we I, we're running out of the costume ideas, the couple's costume ideas. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always good. So, but yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a long time. It's been a while. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to bring you on because um, we were talking. And he runs his own meal prep company. So I think that's pretty badass. How's that going, by the way? It's going good. Uh, we've been in business. Uh, I started the business in December of 2016. I launched it uh, January 1st of 2017. Um, slowly kind of gained momentum through through the years. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult running a business um, in conjunction with another job. And I, was, I had a corporate job. I had a corporate sales job. I was working... Um, you know, doing really well at, and I kind of came to a point at the beginning of 2019, um, where elite was really kind of picking up traction and I had to make a, you know, a, a pretty difficult decision to continue my career in sales or to kind of do what I was passionate about, which was not only owning my own business, but doing meal prep. So in March of this year, um, you know, I, I resigned from my position and uh and decided to take the company on full time by my uh not by myself but with my staff as well and uh we're making a lot of big changes in in the meal prep company and we're we're really pushing heavy and hard to uh you know to kind of take it to the next level and 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 be the meal prep company that everybody you know would like to utilize and stuff so I was actually talking to a friend of my my roommate actually last night I was talking to him about it and he was like, I was like, cause I was looking at your prices and, um, I was kind of telling him, I was like, well, for seven days, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's only, I was looking at it, it was like 150 bucks. And he was like, that's not bad. And then he was like, let me look at how much I spend on food right now. So he looked up just from the first of November till now, last night. He's already spent $130 in food. Oh, wow. And that's like going out and because we don't cook at our place. Like my fridge is literally just filled with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I have like four pieces of string cheese in there. Right. <laughs> no, that's actually that's actually why I started the company. So back in um, September of 2016, I was in the same boat. Um, I had, uh, I had looked at my bank statement. I believe it was September. It might've been August. I'm, I think it was in September, but I looked at August bank statement. You know, I was a single guy uh, at the time, not really, you know, cooking for myself at all. I looked at my bank statement and I had spent over $800 in one month eating shit. I mean, just eating garbage, 
drinking a lot, you know, and I was, I was pushing 260 pounds. I was just like kind of miserable. So I had actually looked at, uh, I saw something online about meal prep service and I was like, Oh shit, that, that might be perfect for me. You know, if I could find somebody that could kind of help me, I've always liked to cook, but I've always found it very difficult to cook for one. So I, I actually contacted the company and, uh, and I had a bunch of questions and, and, you know, I didn't really get the satisfaction, uh, speaking with him that I was hoping he didn't really seem interested in having my business. Every question I had, he kind of seemed like, eh, like I was putting him out. Um, you know, I had asked about uh, delivery, you know, like do you deliver and they're like, no, you got to be here on this date at this time or the door's locked and you can't get them till tomorrow. And just, you know, and, and the pricing seemed kind of steep and there were a lot of things I didn't like about it. And I was like, well, fuck that. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fuck around with that. So, um, so I kind of thought to myself, I was like, you know what, you're kind of just being lazy about it. If you're really serious about changing, you know, your weight and stuff like that, let me just start prepping for yourself. So I started and like I said, I've always loved to cook. And so I just started experimenting. And within two weeks, I started to lose uh, a significant amount of weight. And um, I was like, at the time with my sales job, I, I was kind of bored on the weekends. You know, I was just going out drinking and partying and having a good time. And I was like, Meh you know, I'd like to start a business. I was like, well, what about, you know, starting a meal prep company? Like what, what if, what if I could be that solution for people that are like me, you know, these single guys or single people that, that do that, you know? So I got down to, uh, um, the SBA, the small business administration, and I contacted them and, and they actually hooked me up with a business mentor and I went and sat and talked with him and I kind of told him my idea and he absolutely loved it. And he pointed me in the right direction, kind of got me going on a lot of the uh, the stuff because I'd, I'd never cooked professionally. I, I didn't know, you know, the things in the, the regulations through the health department, stuff like that. And he got me started. He put me in the right direction. And so um, I immediately went home and like just focused on doing all different types of recipes, seeing what worked in the fridge, what would last, what what didn't, you know, just started just going crazy so that was in uh, that was about that time was like October 8th when I officially started the idea. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I'd set a goal for myself 10 weeks from that, that day I was going to see by eating my own meal prep, how much weight would I lose? You know, what worked, what didn't. And I was going to start the company and launch it January 1st was, was my target date to, to launch the company. And that's what I did. So I believe it was December, uh, December 20th or December 17th. Uh, I weighed in, I was 25 pounds less, felt freaking great. You know, I was kind of rolling and then, um, just kind of started off from there. January 1st, I was able to find a commercial kitchen, which I was leasing at the time. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of went full force, jumped right in. And it's been going great. Huh? It's been going great. Yeah. We've had, uh, we've had a steady stream of success throughout the years, um, it, it's been it's been going great we we've seen a significant jump this year at the beginning of the year which that's what's prompted me to to you know quit my corporate sales job and, and take it on full-time and um you know i just started uh i just started culinary school I, i'd never had any formal culinary training although i do like to cook a lot and i always experiment um but not, you know i made that decision early this year to 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 do that so i could uh you know, translate it to my customers, translate it to my meals, just make it better and better and better. So, yeah. Yeah. Culinary school. I mean, culinary classes, period. I, I like it. I took some in high school. Uh, we went state and it's, I like to cook. So 
I mean, obviously. <laughs> Everybody loves to eat, you know? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it, you know? I had a friend that was telling me the other day, he was like, yeah, he was like, if you are, he was like, I don't, we started talking about eating. And he was like, some of my friends tell me that if something is good, he goes, I really don't trust their judgment. And he was like, but bigger people like yourself mm-hmm. he was like i trust your judgment because <laughs> <laughs> you know if something tastes good or not <laughs> well what's the age old saying like never trust a skinny cook or whatever yeah you know? like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um how long do you have to do these classes for so the the training is six weeks uh it's through the park city culinary institute you go through um you know all the basic sauces restaurant sauces different uh different ways of prep it's just kind of get you more more efficient, which immediately I noticed, I, I just started a couple of days ago, but, um, I, I immediately noticed there was a lot of things I was doing wrong as far as being efficient or things, better ways of doing things and, and making things easier. And, um, you know, it's, it's like a whole new, it's like a whole new world, you know, cause my instructor, uh, his name's, uh, chef Derek. I don't remember his last name. We just call him chef Derek, uh, super passionate about what he does. Uh, and he loves what he does and he freaking knows t- the guy's like just just a, a mountain of information he, he just gives you so many good good tips and tricks and on stuff and so i'm really trying to focus on learning as much as i can so i can you know i can make whatever i make even better so yeah um have you did you look up his link when before i got here um did i had a chance to look at it he actually has some pretty good looking food. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time when I first started, I didn't want to do, you know, cause I did look at my, my competitors and I continue to, you know, kind of look and I'm always constantly, I drive my fiance nuts. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, that'd be a great meal prep. You know, like, Oh, <laughs> screenshot that, send it to me. I want to try that. You know, I want to, you know, I'm always constantly thinking about stuff that's going to make the menu better. Um, but when I first started the first, one of the biggest things I wanted to do was to make something that was healthy to eat. It was well portioned out, basically make you feel like you weren't on a diet, like you weren't really having to compromise. And one of the things that I tried really hard and it took me a while to figure out how to do was, um, a low carb French toast. And it was kind of funny when I was working my corporate job. Cause I, you know, I take my own meals. I eat my own meals. You know, I, I love my food. I'll, I'll eat it all the time, you know? So during my day job, I'd go to work and, and I'd sit down after heating up my breakfast and everybody in the office would be like, what is that? Oh my God, that smells so good. Oh, that smells good. I'm like, oh, it's my, my meal prep. And they're like, oh, that looks good. I'm like, you know, I do sell these, right? Like I could deliver this stuff to your house. <laughs> you know? That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm going to look into it a little bit more because I'm just, I, I don't like, I like to cook, but I don't like to cook at the same time because mm. it's just so time consuming and then you got to clean up afterwards and it is, I just, I always tell everybody the hardest thing about, uh, about cooking is, is figuring out what to cook, right? You're, you're constantly like, all right, well, I had that last week. Well, what the fuck am I going to eat this week? You know what I mean? Like that that usually is like the number one stop because then you get to the store and you're like okay i am gonna make this recipe all right well i need i need paprika i i I need eggs i need this and you know you end up buying a bunch of shit that you might not use on the regular so it just ends up sitting in your fridge or ends up rotting away yeah and you know and you're like (laughs) 
you know, I always say the vegetable drawer is where hope, good hopes go to die. You know, like everybody like, <laughs> I'm going to eat really healthy this week. And then they put the vegetables in the vegetable drawer and then bam, they're, you know, fucking week later. And you're like, that, that happened. <laughs> that happens to me. I'll put my vegetables in there. And then before I know it, they're just like a bag of liquid in the, <laughs> in, in the vegetable drawer and I got to clean it out. Right. And that's one thing that, that I pride myself on with my company is that we buy everything the day before we prep it. So we prep, uh, we, you know, we get everything through our vendors, we calculate the orders, we prep, uh, we prep everything the same day and we deliver everything in the same day. So we've, throughout the years, we've figured out a structure of how to do this efficiently. And I, I honestly couldn't have done it without my team. And I want to shout out to my team that I have, um, Matt and Sherry and Jenny, Anthony, Jay, all these guys that have helped me throughout the years, um, you know, build the company to what it is today. And not only that, but uh, giving good insight too, because there's, you know, I'm not infallible. I, I'm not the type of person that I think like I know everything or whatnot. I'm always ch- constantly challenging myself. And I love, if you have a good idea, you know, I always, I always tell my staff, like, you know, tell me, you know, I could be doing something wrong. You know, I'm totally open to changing whatever, you know, so um, so I really appreciate the people that have been with me, especially Matt and Sherry from almost the very, very beginning. When I pitched him the idea of what I was doing, Matt and Sherry, they were instantly like, we're on board. We're good. We, let's do this. Like they're just like from the beginning, it was, it was awesome. And I, and I love them to death. They're more family than they are friends, um, at this point in my life. So it's pretty cool. That's really good when you have people like that. Yeah. So um when you order from um your company elite meal prep when because i was reading on there like it 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 bills you every week Mm -hmm. from the time that from the day that you you decide to sign up right so let's say somebody signs up on a saturday when do you guys deliver that food so it depends on the menu currently right now we have two different menus we have a low carbon a ketogenic if they signed up for the the low carb, which is our most popular, that delivers every Sunday. Uh, if they signed up on a Saturday, they they would receive their meals the next day. Oh, okay. If they signed up for a keto menu or the keto meal prep, that would deliver on Wednesday. So there is a bit of a delay, but we are working on changing that here shortly. Um, first of the year, there's going to be a lot of big changes coming, and I'm not ready to just announce that just yet. But there is a lot of good stuff coming. Um, but Yeah. So it is a subscription based service. I had it set up. That was one of the things going back all the way to 2016 that, um, that, that company that I had inquired about, they didn't have that. And I kind of wanted something to be as easy as possible. Right. Like literally I like, I asked them, I was like, well, do you guys, you know, how, how do I get charged every week? And they're like, oh, you just call and place your order every week. And I'm like, well, okay, well I'm a pretty forgetful person, you know, like I forget (laughs) everything. And so I set it up for my customers. So when they sign up for the first time, they don't have to sign up again. It's automatic. You sign up on a Saturday. Your payment process is every Saturday. As long as your payment clears, meals come every single week. As easy as that. Yeah. And um, when when you get ready to order every week, uh, does it send them like a reminder or... Like, do do you just surprise them with whatever menu or do they get to choose their options? So right now, uh, no. So we do have a rotating six-week menu on the low-carb and rotating four on the keto. Uh, it's not a surprise. It's on it's on the website you, so you know what's upcoming, you know. And I do have a lot of uh, my customers that 
um, they'll see the next week's menu and they're like, I don't really like that. Can, you know, can we figure something out? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, whatever to keep you guys happy, I'm happy to do. Um, but again, that's about to change. Uh, a lot of the changes that we're making are going to be more towards customization and, uh, and basically getting you what you want. You know, if, if you want, uh, a certain type of menu, that's what we're going to do. So we're in the process of building a new kitchen. Um, the kitchen that we, that I had utilized for the last two years, uh, I just sold it to a new owner. Um, so we're, we're currently still at that location until our new, our new bigger, better, brand new kitchen, uh, is going to be hopefully completed and done by January one. So, and isn't that, uh, isn't your place located up on the east side? Yeah. So right now we're located in Mill Creek off of 3800, 3804 South Highland Drive. Um, we're not going to be there for much longer, uh, but the new space is going to be 3678 West 2100 South. So it's right off the freeway, super easy to get to. Um, a lot of the, uh, the, the options and stuff like we're having is, is going to be a lot more, uh, I think it's going to be a lot more appealing to our customers. We're going to be a lot more flexible than this, than these two production days that we do a week now. So, yeah, it's always great. And they deliver right to your house. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where this world's going to, right? Like everything's delivered. I mean, Amazon, you can pretty much, yeah. You know, a couple of years ago, I, I I bought a car offline. It got delivered to my house. Like literally just drove it and dropped it off. I was like, this is, I was like, this is amazing. You can order shit off the internet. And it just shows up to your front door. This is so cool. Uh, yeah, we did that last night. We went to the bar and then um, we went back to my place and my friend was like, I'm hungry. Let's order something. So next thing you know, Beto's right? is right at our house. Yeah. You don't even have to sit in the long, you don't even have to sit in the long, uh, uh, drive through line with all the other drunks nope. at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's the way to go. We, we live in that society right now. It's just <laughs> things are delivered right to our, our hands. Yeah. We don't even have to go anywhere. It's the age of convenience for sure. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm honestly happy to do that. You know, like I love, I, I honestly love what I do. And when I get a great review, it just makes me even want to try even harder. You know what I mean? So if that's where it's going and, you know, we have to deliver our meals or whatever, you know, I, I'm down for it. I, I just think because I'm the same way, you know, me, me and the fiance will we'll be lazy some Saturdays. And one thing that we eat a lot of uh, with our cheat meals is Chinese food. We both like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I joked that we were going to cater. Uh, we were going to have Panda Express cater our wedding because we eat. Panda Express so much because it's so freaking good, you know? I love Panda I love the orange chicken. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's addicting. It's absolutely addicting. I think they put crack in it because it's so good. My sister actually did have Panda Express cater her wedding. Did she? Yeah. Oh, my God. See, babe? See? It's not that big of a deal. See? We're not like, it's not like, not you know, not classy. I think it's pretty good. Like, and is that the one that's married to Dakota's brother? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Um, when is the big day? Have so, you guys made a, a date yet? Yeah, or? yeah, we actually have. So we're, uh, we're getting married on 10, 10, 2020. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the best dates we could think of. So we're actually going to do a destination wedding. You're more than welcome to go if you want to. I can shoot you an invite. Yeah. What is, where are you going to go? Dominican Republic, Putacana. Ooh. Yep. So we're going exciting. next October. Um, we've already got the dates booked through the, through the, uh, through the resort. Um, 
the you know the fiance is taking care of all the most of the logistics stuff and but uh yeah we're working on getting um as many people that want to go that they can go and the more people we get to go the better group rate everybody gets you know it's kind of like a you know group discount in that where you talk about cruises it's better to go with a bunch of people than oh, yeah because you get a better deal. Yeah, we're doing the uh, the all inclusive at the Mirage in Putacana, which is like it's like three resorts in one. But the one that we're staying at is the Mirage, so it's going to be you know that's one of the things I've I've always appreciated is the the all inclusive resorts because once you get there, you don't have to worry about anything else. You're like, I'm officially on vacation. I don't have to worry about anything anymore. You know, whereas like we we just went to Europe uh, back in September. Did you go to Ireland or somewhere? Yeah, we went to London. We did London. We did five days in London. We did three days in Scotland and uh, six days, five days, six days, something like that in Ireland. So we kind of hopped around Europe a little bit, which is something that we both have always wanted to do. I'm really big on travel. I love to travel. In fact, we, me me and uh, Chrissy were talking about this this morning when we were grabbing our coffees at this time last year. I was in Thailand. I went to Thailand for two yeah, weeks last year. I remember that. Right, like a week before that, we were in uh, Disneyland with her boys. We went and did Disneyland. I went and did Thailand. And then we, we did the Dominican Republic in March, which we absolutely loved it there. It was just freaking awesome experience. That was when her and I would meet up at the bars. While yeah, we were that, gone. yeah, that's right. Yeah, when I was in Thailand. And then, uh, and then. Then in September we went to we went to Europe and and did that whole thing, which is I, I I'd love to go back there. That that's a place that it's so there's so much to see and I mean we spent two weeks there, but we still there's there's no way to even you do. just can't see any everything. Oh, oh, it's 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 impossible. I had a friend that just went to Germany for Oktoberfest, and he was there for like a week and a half. And I was like, "What do you think of it out there?" And he was like, "I I don't want to come home." He was like, "I just want to stay out here." Yeah, he's like, I just want to move out here. I think I might, come, I, I might just move and leave America. <laughs> that's how, that's how it was. So we went with some uh, my best friends, Casey and Louisa. We went to, uh, we did that whole trip together, you know, a couple's trip, and we did. Um, that's what it was like in Scotland. We absolutely love Scotland. Scotland to me had the perfect balance of the ancient and the modern, you know, mixed in together. Because like, if you go down to Ed, uh, downtown Edinburgh. Um, you look to the left or you look to the south and it's those ancient castles and, you know, churches and monuments and everything. And you're standing right in the middle of the street and you look to the right and there's like a whole kind of strip mall, but it's well balanced. It's, it's just, it's absolutely great. And it's just gorgeous. You know, I, that's where I proposed to, to me, my fiance was there at Edinburgh castle, you know, had it all set up. Our, our Instagram photos were kind of, are, were kind of funny because, that, you know, I'd been planning this for months and, uh, we get down to the day, you know, and I come, I come out of the shower, uh, and she's putting on a, like a plaid flannel shirt. Right. And it's funny cause we had shirts that looked exactly alike. And I was like, <laughs> it was, I had the same shirt pretty much. Right. It wasn't made by the same company, but, but they looked exactly alike. And I was like, you're really going to wear that? And it was my last long sleeve shirt for the, you know, for the trip. And I like before we had to do laundry and I was like, you're really going to wear that? And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, I was going to wear mine. And she's like, well, what's the big deal? And I'm thinking our, our engagement photos, you know, like <laughs> we're, we're going to look like a Sadie Hawkins dance or something like that, you know? So later on the day after I proposed to her, we did our picture. She's like, that's why you were concerned with what I was going to wear. Cause she's like, why the fuck does he care what I'm wearing? You know, like, 
like, I don't know. It was just kind of made for a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy to see, <clears throat> to know that you guys had had like a past before you guys even started, before you guys even started dating. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, we were, we, uh, I, I met Chrissy in 2012, uh, right around, uh, actually when my mom passed away. Cause Chrissy was a really good friend of my, my sister and my older sister. And as weird as it was, I'd never met her before. And I met her at my mom's wake, um, after the funeral in 2012. And then we remained friends over the years. Um, and then I actually tried to date her back in like 2015 and she wasn't really <laughs> having it. And then, um, yeah, last year, uh, last year we, I, I made a comment on her Facebook. Uh, I made a comment and I said, you're really boring or something like that. Wasn't it? Yeah. I said, <laughs> I was like, you're boring or something. Cause we used to go on friend dates, you know, we just go hang out at the bar and have some drinks. And just... I think she was telling me about that when we were at the bar, when he made that, when you made that comment. Yeah. I was cause I asked her, I was like, how did this like come about? Right. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. She, there was something on Facebook and I commented or something like you're boring or I can't remember exactly what it was. And then she messaged me and she's like, Hey, I forgot. I still owe you dinner and drinks. Cause of the last that we had went out, like, I don't know, a year before that and just had friend drinks and stuff. So we ended up going, having a couple drinks at the bar. And then she invited me to a comedy club that night. We didn't know it was a Christian comedy show. So we were like, <laughs> it, it was kind of awkward, you know, like, <laughs> but we ended up having a great time. And then we just started hanging out with each other. And then before I, you know, a couple weeks went by and I'm like, Hey, like, you know, I've always, I've always really been attracted to you. Like, you know, like, seems like you're attracted to me. Like, what, what do you think about, like, making this official? And we've been together ever since. So, yeah, it's been great. We've done and at least she has good kids, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I know how you are with kids. <laughs> her, <laughs> at least hers are respectful. <laughs> right. Her her older one is completely obsessed with cars. Like, that's all he talks about. Like, that's all he ever wants oh, to talk about. And then her younger one just yells at the TV. So that, that's, that's what I got to deal with is either, like, talking with Dylan about his car projects or listening to her son yell at the TV. But I just now I just shut his internet off. And so that just solves the problem, you know? Like, he doesn't have a TV to yell at anymore. Oh, gosh. He's getting big. She posted a picture, what, a few days ago. Oh, yeah, at, like, the hollow, oh. at the kids' Halloween. Yeah. yeah I can't believe costume. how big he's getting. What, what was that? The costume. It was for his school, parade. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a costume parade. That's right. <laughs> I'll never forget when um, uh, Melissa's kid was over at your sister's house. And we were talking about his ugly haircut that he had, his <laughs> mullet. And Sean looks at me and goes, he needs a great clips. <laughs> oh, my God, Sean. Sean cracks me up with some of the shit that he says. Like, he really does. Like, we are so over the summertime, I didn't want him just sitting on his ass playing video games. So I had him come help me in the kitchen. So I was, like, paying him to, you know, come learn how what it is to have a job and work for money or whatnot. And I made a deal with him that I pay him. And everything that he made, 50% went into savings. And then the other 50%, you know, he got to keep. He got to spend on whatever he wanted. And that was adapted from what my parents did for me when I was younger. When I, when I was 12, 13 years old, I had to go get a job. I worked with my uncle doing construction. And uh, and that's what my parents said. They're like, you're, you're not just going to piss all your money away. And so I, I tried to do that with him. But anyways... We were driving down the street one day and I, I was, I always like to joke with him about girls because he's not at that stage yet where he's like really <laughs> interested in girls. 
But he, uh, oh my God, he had me laughing so hard. So there was some young girls walking down the street and I was like, hey, Sean. I was like, hey, buddy. I was like, let's go get their phone over, man. You can have a girlfriend, you know, like they'll do your laundry and stuff like that. (laughs) And he he looks out the window and he sees this girl and she's wearing like super, super short booty shorts. All right. He goes, you know what? Uh Uh-uh. No. He's like, she's wearing booty shorts. I'm like, what's wrong with that? And he's like. Women that wear booty shorts tend to be really sassy. <laughs> and I just like I was crying, laughing. I had a, I went home and I told Chrissy, I'm like, oh my god, you're not gonna believe what your freaking son said. <laughs> That's your child, Chrissy. <laughs> they tend to be really sassy. So yeah, ladies to, with the booty shorts, you're, you're sassy, <laughs> according to Sean's yeah, perception. Her son is funny. He he says some off the wall shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He really does. I'm like, where does he get this from? <laughs> He's got to get it from YouTube because he doesn't ever talk to us. <laughs> the YouTube is his babysitter. Oh, my God. Seriously. He's obsessed with YouTube. Well, I am too. Like, But I just don't watch the stuff that he does. I just watch like welding videos and stuff. I, if I want to put Chrissy to sleep, like if she's like not really tired, all I got to do is put on a welding video on YouTube or a war movie. And she's like, all You're right. You're passing I'm, out. She's checked out. She's like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Oh god, that's that's crazy. Um, so do they all live with you? Yeah. Oh well, no. Uh, D- Dylan doesn't. Uh, Sean. So it's, does it's, he still live with uh, your parents? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Well, no, it's not crazy. Well, God, he's twenty years old. He's down there. He's freaking. You know, he's a full on adult. I know. He, he needs to be out on his own. That's what I'm saying. Like, geez, <laughs> I'm trying to get him to go to the military, so we only have to see him every you know year or so. <laughs> and that's not a thing for him (laughs) no i was like i was telling him because you know i i'm a veteran uh you know i did the marine corps right after high school and i i always tell everybody that was the best experience of my life not only um being able to travel the world on the government dime and doing the cool shit that i got to do um but now i i reap the benefits of of being a, a veteran you know through the education benefits and you know things here and there um, it was the greatest thing I could have done for myself. And at the time when I was 17 years old, uh, six months before I ended up joining the military, I had no fucking clue what I was going to do with my life. And, and that's what sparked the whole, you know, lighting a fire under my ass was I had a friend of mine who was a senior in high school and he, he had graduated. And so I was a senior and he had already graduated. He went to the military. I had no idea he joined the Marines. He came back to my high school. I, you know, graduated from Kearns high school in 2003 so we were sitting there right before graduation and he comes up to me and he asks, um, he's like, Hey man, what's going on? And he looked amazing. You know, like he, he, he just looked so he had changed, you know, there's something about him had changed. And he's like, what are you doing after high school? And at, at that moment in my life, high school, this was February of 2003. At that point in my life, I had no fucking clue what I was going to do graduation was a couple of months, literally a couple of months away. I still in my mind had thought it was light years away. And I was like, Oh, I'll worry about that later. And then when he asked me that question, I was like, shit, like graduations in like four or five months. Like (laughs) what am I going to do? You know? So I ended up, so I ended up, uh, you know, talking to the recruiter at the time I was, I was heavy. I've been, I've I've been a heavy guy twice in my life. Uh, In high school, I was about 252 pounds. And, uh, you know, I was a young punk kid with huge ass five eights gauges in my face, you know, and, (laughs) and one of the things that I really appreciated was him taking me down and talking to the recruiter and the recruiter did not bullshit me. He looked me dead in the face and he goes, 
you're fucking fat. He he didn't sugarcoat it. He said it just like that. He's like, you're fucking fat. And he's like, and those gauges aren't going to fly. He's like, but if you're serious about joining the Marine Corps, he's like, I'll answer any questions you have. So like that, that blunt, you know, like that blunt comment and kind of like, it was offensive, you know, but I was fat. I was fucking fat, you know? And I was, you know, some punk kid with fucking holes in my ears, you know? And so I, I sat there for like two or three hours talking to him about everything that, you know, anything he wanted to tell me, I listened to it. And then later that day, uh, I was talking with my mom and, and she knew I had went and talked to the recruiter and, and she asked me, she's like, you know, are you serious about doing this? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, I don't have much going on in my life and I want some, something to strive for, you know, or whatnot. So literally the next day I started running to lose weight. That was in February, 2003. Uh, my, my weight at the time was 250, I believe it was 252 and I had to be at 202 pounds to even join. And so my goal was to join the military or join the Marine Corps, um, before I graduated high school. So from February to June, I just, you know, I didn't know anything about diet, no, nothing about nutrition. All I knew was like, I needed to do something. So I literally go to the Harmons by my house and buy every fitness magazine I could to try to get recipes and ideas and stuff like that. And just started crushing it, you know, and just started running, running, running pull-ups, doing all that shit. So, uh, I believe it was June, June, June 2nd, 2003. Uh, my parents, we went down, uh, to the recruiting office and they signed the paperwork. I was still 17 years old when I joined. So they actually had to sign the paperwork for me to join. And I graduated four days later from high school. So, yeah, so I met the weight, I met the weight. Um, and one of the coolest, one of the coolest things I'll never forget, this was walking into the recruiting station and, you know, when you go into a military recruiting station, there's oftentimes like, you know, multiple service members in there. And and, and in this case, there was uh, three other guys. There was my, my recruiter's name is Staff Sergeant Parkinson. And there was two other guys. I don't remember what their names were, but you know, I walked in there and as I'm signing the paperwork, all, all three of them were kind of crowding around and they shook my hand for, you know, like joining. And, and one of the guys said to me, uh, he goes, I'm actually really impressed. He's like, when you walked in, he's like, they were all there that day, that first day that I, I had went in there, you know? And he's like, I have to apologize, man. He's like, when you left this office, we all laughed at each other and <laughs> laughed at you and said, there's no fucking way this kid's ever coming back. You know, and so like hearing that, I was just like, well, that, that's pretty cool. You know, like I'm getting respect from somebody that just thought I was just going to be like, oh, I'm going to try this and quit, you know. And I'm kind of like, I'm that type of person I like to take. I love to challenge myself. I'm always constantly trying to learn new things and, and doing things. Uh, I'm not afraid to fail, you know, whether whether it's uh, learning how to golf, learning how to weld, learning how to build anything, you know, like I I, I tend to immerse myself in it and, and really try to, you know, to, like take it on and I'm not afraid to fail, you know? Yeah. And the military is, is a very serious thing to, to do. Like <clears throat> a lot of people will think that, Oh yeah, I can just go in and, and no, if you got problems, they ain't taking you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got tattoos in a certain spot. They ain't taking you. Yeah. Yeah. I almost and, got and dropped the, for tattoos. Cause yeah. I, I had some pretty horrible tattoos at that age <laughs> and they thought they were gang tattoos which i've never been in a gang in my life but yeah it's it's great and like before you even ship off you do have to make weight mm -hmm. that's one of the things that they tell you at meps mm -hmm. is you have to make weight before you can ship off anywhere yep because i mean when you and then when you get down there 
when you get to your boot camp or whatever, you end up losing the weight anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, like I, I, I thought I was pushing myself pretty hard. And then I, you know, going to Marine Corps boot camp, I lost. So I, I shipped it like 202, 203, whatever my weight was, I had to. And within three weeks, I had lost, I think, another 25 pounds. No shit in three three weeks, which I don't know if that's health. I, I don't think that's very healthy, but, you know, the military they don't really care, you know? Oh, yeah. That's how it was when I when I shipped. I think I weighed two oh five because that's where I had to get to, and uh, I think once I got out of basic training, I was down to one eighty five. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> all it, within three months. Yeah, it's super. It, <laughs> it's not hard to lose weight because you're constantly going. I you know before joining the military, I was a pretty lazy person, and. Going through Marine Corps boot camp, I had no idea that you could do so much with one day. You know what I mean? Like they just your schedule is packed from the, oh, yeah. the moment that you wake up till the moment your head hits that rack, you are running like going. zero five oh five hundred when they wake <laughs> your ass up. Yeah, <laughs> running in there with freaking you know the garbage can slamming. Just like it's just it, for everybody that's listening. If you've never been in the military, never been in the Marine Corps, it is exactly like it is in Full Metal Jacket. No, just fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. But no, it's, well, it's, it's something like that. But, but it's not, it is, not the abuse. It is, you're constantly going from the second you get up to the second, and in and in, in, in uh, when you're in basic training or boot camp, <clears throat> they'll fuck you up if they catch you sleeping. Oh yeah, because the second you get a moment to just sit down, you're, you're out. You're, you're just out. You're yeah. instantly sleeping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you, you don't you don't catch yourself sleeping. You just you know, that's it's funny that you mentioned that because when we were we were going through uh so Marine Corps boot camp, you spend four weeks down in, in, in um Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego, and then the next four weeks is like your field week with all your firing and stuff like that. So we had to take a bus ride from uh from San Diego to Camp Pendleton, which is about thirty minutes, forty minutes, depending on traffic. And I remember a bunch of guys were falling asleep on the bus. And so as punishment for falling asleep on the bus, uh the, the drill instructor had us holding. So we had these, this, it's called a book of knowledge, right? So you're constantly, if you were sitting down, you were instructed, you had to start reading this book and it's all customs and courtesies and mil, you know, Marine Corps history and, you know, rank structure, all this stuff that you're supposed to know as a, as a military or part of the Marine Corps. So as a punishment, he had us holding our books over our head while we're reading them the entire freaking ride <laughs> so imagine sitting there on a bus like driving past a bus full of marine corps recruits and everybody's got their hands up holding a book and if anybody put that book down when we got to freaking Pendleton, oh we were gonna pay we were going to pay but they they find ways to make your these little things that make your life a living fucking hell you know oh, yeah, every they single do. day yeah they do. <laughs> but it was the best experience I've ever had in my life, you know? It's it was it was it was a blast. I my my favorite part about uh uh basic training was the gas chamber. Yeah. I loved the gas chamber. It just clears everything <laughs> oh, out yeah. of your your system. You just you have snot running down to like hanging down your nose. <laughs> People were puking. It's it's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh when we graduated, they gave us like a, almost like a yearbook with, you know, your, your battalion and every or your company and all, you know, pictures of everybody. And, and I didn't know this, but when we were, when I was going through boot camp, they actually take pictures of you throughout training, right? 
The only picture they got of me in the fucking yearbook is coming out of the gas chamber with snot running out of my face <laughs> and me crying tears. <laughs> only picture I have in my fucking yearbook is that picture of me. <laughs> They've got other like pictures of guys like dude pull ups or dude push ups and running the obstacle course. And no, the like, only oh, one they got me. of me, yeah, was was me coming out of the gas chamber, snot running out of my face. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's great, man. That's that's cool. Oh yeah, that's. Uh... It's just it's a it's a it's a different experience. Oh yeah, for people that have never been in the military, they'll never know. Yeah, it just is weird because it's like the second you take your mask off, your face starts to just burn, and then you have to put it back on, and you know if you've cleared it right because you have to clear all the gas out. If yeah, don't clear. Yeah, don't clear. Yep, and then and then they make you take them off again, and then. if they catch you holding your breath, they'll fucking come up and punch you. And it, <laughs> to get you it, to breathe. Yeah, to get you to inhale, inhale that the shit. shit. <laughs> and it's just, it feels, the second that, that it, it, you breathe that shit in, it just feels like a car mm. is being just placed right on your chest. It, it just, reminded me of... The amount of, of pressure. It reminded me of having... <clears throat> um, like you know that pink insulation that they put in houses, like to insulate how like that fiberglass, like stabbing you in the throat, like yeah. and you can't clear it if you're in the gas chamber and you don't have your mask on, or if you're, let's say your seal's not, you know, it's broken a little bit and you're sucking a little bit. In, that's what it feels like. Is like fiberglass shoved in your throat and you cough, 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 and the more you cough, you, the, the more you gets. cough. Yeah, it's just weird, <laughs> just constant. But you know. After you go through boot camp, your very first time, or excuse me, your very first gas chamber experience, once you get to the fleet, they still, you still have to research every year with, with that, but it's not as heavily concentrated as the very first time that they really try to make it the worst, the very first time, at least in my, my military experience. I don't know. They could have changed protocol or SOPs or whatever, but, uh. But it was great, man. It was a good time. Like you're like you, you can see people go through it. You're like, ah, I've been through that shit. That shit sucks. <laughs> well, and it was funny because we it was they did that. I think our first week, our first yeah, I think it was our first week. Oh, really? Or our second? And um, they were like, I we when you put a bunch of people together, everybody got sick. So I ended up. I only went to sit call. I think once. It, while I was in my uh, uh, basic training. And it happened to be the day before that we went to the gas chamber. Oh, man. And they were like... That could have helped you, though, with having like a congested face or something. Like that. You're not breathing in as much shit. I don't know. And they were like... And we met with these uh, other kids, uh, other soldiers that were there. And they were like, well, the drill sergeants come up to you and ask you if you want to drink the milk before you go. Tell them no. And it's like lactate milk that they try to get you to drink before you go to the gas chamber because it makes people puke. Oh, okay. They didn't do that. that I guess our DIs weren't that cruel. (laughs) And so I I was like, what? And I was like, why? And he was like, just just do it. He was like, just don't do it. Just tell them no. They offer you the milk. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. And that's exactly what they did, too, the next day. Anyone want some milk before we go? <laughs> no, Just, it's probably for their own amusement. And I, they were like, "Why not?" And so I, we, we were telling them what these other soldiers told us, and they were like, "Are you going to listen to some other soldiers? Or are you going to listen to us, your right. drill sergeants?" 
I don't know. I think I'm going to listen to people that have probably been through right. it already. <laughs> well, the, like the recruit network, you know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what's you know, going through military or for my experience, Marine Corps boot camp. You're living chow to chow. You know, like you're you're constantly looking forward to eating your next meal and uh, and just listening to the people that have already been through the training uh, and try to get like little tips and tricks of what you can you know essentially get away with and what you can't you know yeah i actually have a, a friend of mine that's gonna be on um my show when he comes home um but he's he's a marine right now and he is on msg right now oh okay marine security guard nice mm-hmm. Where's he? Where's he, he? Where's he? What? What's he guarding? Probably just like a door in the back of in the, the White embassy House. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the most he, boring door ever. <laughs> he's uh, stationed in Malaysia. Oh, nice. Well, he got probably a good duty station. I've heard with MSG because I applied for that when I was in Japan because I wanted to get off Okinawa so goddamn bad because at the time it was just we were constantly locked down. If I remember, and it might still be this way, it might have changed, but. I believe you get two duty stations over the course of the billet, which was three years. I believe the bill is three years. And then um, your first duty station is like shit. It's like like Djibouti, Africa or whatever, like some <laughs> god-awful place you'd never want to go to. And then once you complete that assignment or that 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 billet or that duty station, then you can move on to like a more um, – you know, like a more desirable play, like Italy or Europe or something like that. But no, he's he's been in Malaysia for this whole time. Oh, nice! And then uh, he's been traveling just when he gets free time throughout the countries over there. That'd be awesome. And so, um, but yeah, he's he he was telling us <clears throat> that they forced him to do it. Oh, really? And he was because he was wanting to get out and. In order to get his benefits, um, they told him that he needed to do this. Really? And he was like, no, that shouldn't be that way. And I guess they looked at him and was like, it's in your contract. Read it. Hmm. So I guess he said he whipped out his contract and there it was. He had to complete the three years. Wow. Um, because I guess with the way his worked, if he didn't, there was no veteran benefits. There was nothing. No money for school hmm. when he got out. Interesting. Yeah, like I so, said, it's been a while since I've been out, so things may have changed. You know, I pretty much went in with no expectations, and, you know, I had a great experience in military traveling. You know, I, I spent two years in Japan, in Okinawa, Japan, going to Korea, Sri Lanka, uh, 2004, 2005 for a humanitarian effort, and then uh, and then a tour in Iraq in 2006, uh, late, late 2005, 2000, early 2006. So no oh, damn. See, I was just graduating high school that year. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to travel. I, I I luckily I got attached to my first God, you're old. Yeah. I'm only 34, <laughs> man. Come on, fucking work with me here. No, I got I was lucky enough to get to attached to an engineering battalion in Okinawa, Japan that traveled quite a bit. Like we had a lot. It was it was a highly deployable unit which uh, being in Okinawa, it, that's the best thing for you, you know, it's cuz mm-hmm. like living on that rock is you know, it's like fucking Alcatraz. Like you're constantly, constantly constantly being harassed you know like cinderella liberty you know like the only thing to do is drink and get into trouble you know so <laughs> kinville in fact right outside our base on camp hansen there's a there's a town it's called kinville and it's nicknamed sinville because that's all there is out there is to just get drunk and get in trouble <laughs> so just stumble across back into base that's what it seems like my i have a, a couple of other friends that are marines and they one of them is stationed in korea 
And it just seems like that's all there is to do is just yeah, drink. Just get drunk. Yeah. Th- and that's all they're literally doing is just drinking. <laughs> you know, like looking back, I wish I would have traveled around Okinawa more, you know, because I'm a huge history buff, like, like World War II history, like military history. I love it. And I wish I'm kicking myself for for not going and exploring all of like the monuments and shit there in Okinawa because you know Hacksaw Ridge was like one of the bloodiest battles of World War II in the Pacific for the Marines, and I was literally right there. I could have freaking walked down the street to see, and I never went to see it. And now I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have done that. You know what I mean? Well, you can always go back. I know, right? That'll just be a great. <laughs> now experience. you're not going to be tied down to a base somewhere. Right, you right. can you can actually go and experience the country. Well, that, that's what we're doing. That you know, I I told I told my fiance Chrissy, I was like, you know, my goal is to hit two major travel destinations a year you know if 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 business goes good and you know fuck, i'd love to just go and go everywhere i've always wanted to go you know you, you only got one life to live so might as well go out and explore it you know like i do love to travel and that's that's one thing that I, i'm hoping to do more of in the future yeah definitely i i loved it that's why i have this gypsy soul tattoo there you go my grandma used to call me a gypsy because i was just everywhere mm. i was just like i love and people are like why did why why do it? Why do you like to travel? And I was like, why the fuck not? I thought that was because you were in the circus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, and I always tell people like, I did it. I traveled a lot when I was younger because I could, but because I don't, I don't want to, you always see these people who get older and they're like, I wished I would have traveled when I was younger and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't want to be one of those people. I didn't want to be one of those people that grow old and have never done anything. You right. know what I mean? Have never been anywhere besides the place you, you live. Right. There's a lot of people like that, 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 that have never gone out and experienced them. They only see it on TV. It's like, fucking get out and do, you know, go see the world. There's so much to see, you know. And, and you're getting to that point now, too, huh? Yeah. About traveling. But I mean, like Texas, didn't you go alone? Yeah, I'm starting to travel alone more often. I, yeah. I like uh, I like the freedom of being alone. And if you want to see something, you go see it. If you're done seeing something, if you've spent enough time there, you just leave. You would love you don't have to worry about other people. Thailand, dude. Go see. Uh, that's go, on my that's on my list. Yeah, Thai food's what, my favorite. So. Oh, it is. I so since being back from Thailand, like I, I've tried it, and I'm like, fuck, it just doesn't compare. It's so fucking good there. But going back to it, you know, you're traveling alone and stuff like that. Like, so I, I had wanted to go to Thailand the year before and it was always something that I wanted to do. And I kept asking my friends and family, like who wants to go with me? Who wants to go? You know, cause I'd never really traveled alone before. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning of 2018, I'm like, I'm fucking going this year. I don't care if I have to go by myself. Cause there's people that travel to Thailand all the time. And you hear it on the news, like, Oh, you know, this tour's got killer whatnot. There's, in my experience from traveling so much, there's a lot more good in the world than there is bad. So you can't just, you know, expect your, 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 you know, your vacation or whatever to go bad. But, you know, I ended up having a buddy of mine that at the, the like right before we ended up going, he's like, yeah, I want to go too. And I'm like, all right, we'll get your tickets. Cause I've already got mine booked, you know? Mm-hmm. And we went and traveling from the United States to, uh, you know, throughout Thailand and all that. I ran into countless, I, I can't even count how many, Young, blonde, attractive females that were solo traveling by themselves. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm 200, 207 pounds. <laughs> you know, I can carry my weight if somebody tries to fuck with me, you know, but I was just thinking to myself, like, that girl is brave, but I'm like, fuck, she could do it by herself. Like, why can't anybody else do it? You know? <laughs> right. So I don't know. I just, 
if you if you want to do it, don't rely on somebody else to wait for them to you know join you. Just go fucking. And that's do what it. he was saying about about why he likes traveling alone because you don't have to wait on somebody else. Yeah, like oh, you don't have to be like, oh, let, first. yeah, <laughs> like let's go out and do this. Like this is what I want to go see today. Okay, well, I mean, I got to get ready and mm. <laughs> and if you have your mind set on doing something and you're already ready. Now you got to wait for somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I basically just did that with uh, Paris. I booked a, I've been wanting to go to Paris. I've been asking everybody um, who wants to go. I'm thinking about going in the spring. And everyone's like, maybe. I'm like, I'll just buy my ticket. So I got, I got my ticket. And then afterwards, everyone's like, oh, I'll go. So I'm like, okay, same thing. Get yours. I'll You're meet like, you there. I wasn't fucking <laughs> around. I got my ticket. Yeah. I'm fucking going. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Man. Sometimes you got to light the fire under people's ass, you know, because people mm-hmm. are, that's one thing that people are very good at is procrastination. You know, there are, everybody has these high hopes to want to go do all these great things, but then it, when it comes around to actually pulling the trigger on, they're like, well, I don't know if I can do it right now. You know, my cat's going to have a hysterectomy. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be a fucking good time. You know, I did stub my toe six months ago and I'm still kind of healing from that. <laughs> you know, just stupid shit like that. People always make excuses. I don't want to fucking make excuses. Uses, you know <laughs> yeah i i don't know traveling's great he was in texas and i i've i had never been to texas and he was there and he posted this snapchat and it was like a rib from something and the rib was so Beefy. goddamn oh, huge nice. i was like what the fuck is that <laughs> And he goes, it's a rib. And I was like... It's like from the Flintstones. You know that cartoon where they had the big-ass rack of ribs on the top of the car? <laughs> yeah, that's what it... Yeah, it was, like, it was bigger than the plate. I was like, Jesus. You know you know what's in Texas right now that's really special to me? Uh, Lexi? My niece. My niece lives in Texas now. So shout out to her and her, her boyfriend, JJ. I love them both. They're fucking awesome people. Yeah. I was actually just talking to them the other night. And... um. Lexi's been listening to my podcast. Oh, nice. Ah, oh, she's going to hear us. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know what's dumb? Is that you haven't mentioned us on your podcast yet. <laughs> oh, it took, it took her uncle to come on the, to come on the podcast to finally talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just never come up. You know, and I did, I did tell, uh, JJ that I was going to mention when she almost choked on a piece of chicken. So <laughs> she didn't eat chicken for a while after that. I think that's my, might have been the reason why she went vegetarian for like a year or two. It was so crazy. She was sitting in my friend's living room and we had made shish kebabs and her and JJ came after some kind of concert that they left early from and he was all painted green <laughs> and he, she just was sitting there and she looks at me and she starts coughing and I was like, are you okay? Like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, it just, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, uh, it's just she's chicken. too embarrassed to, to say she's dying. Yeah, she's literally <laughs> choking to death on a piece of chicken. <laughs> so then it, it would have been well past her vegetarian stage because that was when her teenage years and that, I'll tell you what, that was a pain in the ass to deal with because <sighs> she'd come over to my house. She'd come spend the weekend and she would eat all my Doritos and like, you know, chips and salt. That's all she would eat. I didn't know even know what to feed her. So I'd like, you know, cut a carrot up and grill it and be like, here you go. You know, I don't know what to feed you. Feed her a carrot like a horse. Like, yeah, hey, there you go. Like here you go, sweetheart. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm cubes. so glad she got out of that because that was so annoying trying to, when she'd come and hang out with, with me, like trying to figure out what to feed her. It seems like they're doing pretty good out there yeah. though. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because, um, when I first met JJ, and I'll admit this, JJ, I did not like you. I did not like you one bit. 
but I've actually grown to really like you. And I told, uh, I told uh, your, I told Karina, which is Lexi's mom. I was like, I really do like JJ. I think he's a good guy. I, I like the fact that he's a hard worker. You know, Lexi's always had a great work work ethic, and that's one of the things I've always uh, absolutely adored about her. She was never afraid to, you know, get her hands dirty. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. And it's crazy because I was just when when she mentioned that she was going to start welding. Oh yeah, I was like, how do you go from being like getting your nursing degree to right <laughs> to being a welder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. When she told me that she wanted to go and be a welder, I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, go do it!" Like, well, there's no reason why you can't do it. I mean, there's know? a good money in it. Oh hell yeah! Especially when you get into the specialty weldings. You mm-hmm. know, when when you get into, uh, you know, like uh, for example, like underwater welding. I don't know if she's gonna go that route, but I know <laughs> those guys make like a ridiculous amount of money. It's like somewhere to, like the hundred fifty dollar an hour range. You know, but the, the, you know, it's a fairly dangerous, fairly dangerous job posi- pos- profession. Um, but yeah, no, if she wants to do welding, fuck yeah, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I think she's, she's always just out there. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She's so funny. Well, she, she's still young, you know, like if I wouldn't have had the military, I wouldn't have really know what to focus on, you know, and that, you know, they say that the average uh, college student changes his, his, you know, his major like five times, you know, when you're younger, mm. you're, well, let me try this. Oh, okay. I don't really want to do that. Maybe the politics in that industry is not what I want to deal with, you know, and you know, from, from a very, very young age, I, one thing that I always wanted to be was a business owner and I wanted to be in business for myself. Um, and I've held a lot of different jobs over the years. Uh, I've had a couple of, I had a business years, years ago that failed magnificently, you know, and I say that because it failed so well that I learned everything not to do with a business. You know, when I actually started to pick up some some financial success with a business, I did absolutely everything you could do wrong when it comes to, you know, proper money management and cash flow and stuff like that. And, you know, I was only in business for, I think, three years, maybe two, three years. And I went up fast and I crashed fast, like <laughs> almost as fast as I came up, I came down, you know, just because I was young and I was dumb and I was just like, oh, look at me, I'm balling, I'm making money, you know, <laughs> just being dumb, you know, just being a dumb kid. Yeah, well, we all learn. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, other than that, how's how's life? Life's good. Life is actually really good, man. Like It's, it's stressful at the moment, you know, juggling everything. Uh, planning a wedding, you know, building this new kitchen, doing all these major changes. Are you building it yourself? Like, are you like helping with the, with the process? So we've or? got, we've got contractors. So the contractors are building, you know, building out the space. Uh, we just got the floors done. We got the electrical done or rough in electrical, you know, everything has to go by code. Everything has to go by building codes. And I had talked to, uh, a lady that I, when I first started my company, she actually owned a meal prep company. And she was very, very informative and very helpful. Um, I, I ended up talking to her because she had posted an ad because I was looking for a commercial kitchen to cook out of. Because you legally, you can't meal prep out of I mean, you can meal prep for yourself, but you can't meal prep for other people and sell it. Legally, you can't do that. I knew that right away from the first consultation I had with the SBA guy. And he's like, well, we got to get you a commercial kitchen to cook out of. I was like, okay. So I ended up calling this lady who who owned a meal prep company. She's no longer in business. Uh, I just called her about six months ago, trying to pick her brain on some other stuff, and and she had given me so much information about the meal prep industry. I mean, like I, I literally had somebody that I think, if I remember correctly, she had told me she was the very first meal prep company in Utah, and um, 
after t- I, t- I kept talking to her on the phone for like two hours and she gave me the skinny on the whole industry in Utah. And, you know, I finally was like, why the hell are you telling me this? You know, like I'm, I'm going to be a competitor. And she's like, I'm not really worried about you taking my clientele. She's like, I have a very, very specific clientele and it'd be very difficult for you to take my customers. She, she, uh, I don't want to name drop, but she specialized in the after baby body. So she was a, a competitive bodybuilder. I ended up going to her website and looking at her. She phenomenal body, absolutely gorgeous girl. She had seven kids, seven. I think she has eight now, eight or nine kids now. And she had a body like, like, you know, like you wouldn't believe. So she's like, you wouldn't believe she had eight kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're just like, there's no way you had eight kids. So she, that was her clientele. She specialized in that. So she, she helped me out a lot with, um, you know, where to buy food and what to do. Cause I never cooked on a commercial scale before, you know, I just had an idea and I had a, a handful of recipes that, that I knew worked for, for helping you cut some weight and, and stuff like that. So but yeah, she uh, she helped me with the with with the, I like I said I called her about six months ago and and kind of asked her the process of building a kitchen because she had told me um, she's like that's one of the stre- most stressful things you're gonna do if you if you this business becomes successful enough to where you can actually build out a space yourself she's like it is extremely stressful and I'm going through that right now I may not have any hair and I may be super broke by the beginning of the year but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you know. <laughs> It's still kicking ass, though. Still kicking ass. Still, still taking names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on the meal prep, is it uh, fully prepared meals? You just throw them in the oven in the microwave, or is it is there cooking involved still? No, is it it, more recipes. Yeah. So, so it is. It, it is fully prepared. Everything. All you got to do is pull the lid off. Um, you know, you don't even have to pull the lid off. You just crack the lid, throw it in the microwave. We have all of our. Uh, so every meal that you receive, will will have a couple of things on it. Um, it'll show you what the meal is, obviously, like for example, French toast, it'll give you all the macros and we do net macros, um, which if you're not familiar with how nutrition information is calculated, um, that was one of the things that I learned when I was losing weight years ago, um, is people always ask me, they'll call me and they're like, well, I look for a certain amount of calories in my meals. And I always tell people try to stay, stay away from calorie counting. Cause that whole calorie in calorie out. That whole thing is kind of fucking bullshit. And I always use the example of if you eat 1,500 calories of chocolate and you eat 1,500 calories of celery, they are not the same, even though celery, I don't even think has any calories, but you know, like that drastic example, they're not treated the same. So you really want to look at your macros and macros are fats, carbs, and proteins. And depending on what you're trying to do as far as your, your, you know, like let's say you're trying to be a bodybuilder, obviously you're going to want to try to build, put some carbs in there. Or if you're you're really looking to do something extreme like a ketogenic diet, um, that's where they really count. So on each individual meal, we have the name of the meal, we have how many macros and net macros we calculate, we pre-calculate everything, and then we also have the recommended heat time. So it's, it's just as simple as you know looking at the menu, or excuse me, looking at the meal and writing it down, and that's an easy way to keep keep progress. Um, and how we do that is we weigh everything in our kitchen. Everything is built off of weight. All of our all of our meals are built built off of weight. So when we prepare everything, we when we build out our meals, we weigh everything. We put we put it we we put the the container on the scale 
We zero it out. We add the, you know, let's say for example, it's chicken or we add rice or we have bro- broccoli. Everything is weighed out. And I, and I, and I very strict about doing that because I want to make sure our customers are getting exactly what the nutrition information is on that particular meal. Yeah. So it, which is really important because if you're watching your macros and you're sticking true to those macros, you will see results. I just had a customer, um, a couple of weeks ago, he was with us for three weeks uh, great customer. He canceled, um, he canceled our service. He's like, I'm not canceling because the food was bad or the service is bad. He's like, I lost three, uh, seven pounds, seven pounds in three, three weeks. I didn't think he's like, I thought it was going to take me two months to do that. He's like, so thank you very much. You know, and he ended up doing a review, great customer. And I get that all the time, which I, ideally like I, you know, I am a business owner and, and I'm doing this to, to, you know, as a profit, you know, uh, but if you see the success, I'm happy that I was there and made your life easier to, 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 to achieve that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always great. I'm, I mean, but some people just, I guess, don't want to pay for it. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It, and that's probably what it is, is people, it's just, but in reality, it's so much cheaper to do something like this because like, I, like we were talking about your meals already done. You just have to go and t- take them out of the fridge. I mean, and and you don't have to cook nothing. Right. Well, and it's uh, less than ten bucks a meal, right? On the seven yeah, day. Meal yeah. Plan. So it depends on the on the meal plan that you buy. Um, obviously, the less meals you buy, we we pretty much sell in increments of five, so five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Those are our meal plans. Um, obviously, if you only buy five, it's going to be a little bit probably closer to the eleven dollar range. Mm-hmm. But I always try to tell everybody, um, you know, it does seem like a steep price if 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 that if that's where you're kind of looking at is you, is the cost right up front. But let's look at the value that's in this this the convenience of it. You know, we're you literally your payment processes and it delivers to your house. We're doing the we're 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 doing the figuring out of what you know what to make. You know, we're, we're figuring out all the nutritional information. We're weighing it, making sure it's good and we're delivering it to your door. So there's, there's an enormous amount of value in this, especially if you're, if your goal set on shedding a few pounds, if that's what you're doing and the future I'm working, uh, you know, with these big changes, I will announce that we are working on the, the, you know, trying to target those guys that are trying to gain weight. I get customers all the time that, that ask me, well, I'm a bodybuilder. I want this and I want this. And I'm like, well, you know, we don't really do that, but I'm working on it, you know, and I'm, I'm taking that on head first and trying to build a menu around something like that. So that's something to look forward to for, for, for some of our customers. So, yeah, that's crazy. I have a friend, uh, when I was working at that company over in South Jordan, where you, uh, where he works, that's how I met him. Oh, okay. Um, when I was on the CSS team, we, I had a friend that was on there and he, he was big into, I mean, not bodybuilding, but I mean, he, he was an ex Marine, but he had a really good body. Mm. And within an eight hour period, like he would always, every day he'd come and he'd always meal prep himself. And I think he'd have like six salads and, and like, He'd have like this really healthy sandwich and, and he's just like, yeah, you just got to keep building it up and blah, blah, blah. And you've got to eat this amount of times throughout the day. And mm-hmm. I mean, he was always eating like every other hour. He's eating a salad or eating something. Right. And I mean, he always looked good. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? Not everybody's treated the same because everybody's different, you know, and I, oh, throughout the years of being in business, I've turned down a lot of business. If, if I'm not your company, if I'm not what you, you know, 
what you're looking for. I'm not afraid to admit that, you know, we may not be the best option for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to just sell meal plans and try to make money and stuff like that. I want to be, I want the customers that are, are looking for this type of service and that are going to reap the benefits of it and they get the value out of it. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be pushing meal plans like some of these other companies that I've seen um, nationally and locally that just, you know, they just look at you as a fucking paycheck, you know, and yeah. I, I don't want to do that, you know, because yeah. I want, I want one of my personal goals is, is to actually be there to help people. You know what I mean? Cause I was at that, I was at that stage in my life where I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm pushing this heavy weight and you know, my joints ached. I, I felt like shit. I was constantly tired and it's like, you know, like I wish somebody could help me. I don't know. I don't know what to do, you know? <laughs> so I transformed myself and my company into somebody that could be a solution for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad it's going well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are very sick of talking about meal prep. <laughs> I actually posted on, on my Instagram page. There was a, did you ever watch that Narcos, uh, that show on, on Netflix mm. with, with Pablo, Pablo Escobar? And there's like a scene uh, during that that series where he's like standing around and just like it's like a pretty popular meme now where he's just standing around like there's nobody and he's all by himself. And I posted on my Instagram as I thought it was the freaking funniest thing. It was like when you're at a party and nobody wants to talk about meal prep, you know, like he's just standing there all by himself, like all lonesome, like nobody wants to talk about meal prep with me. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Paul, Corbin. Do you have any questions that you'd like to ask him? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, you guys. This was this was fun. This I've never done this before. I've been on the radio <laughs> before, but that was a you know. Well, I didn't really get to talk as much, I guess, and get more in-depth story as I did here. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Before yeah. we wrap up, you probably just want to shout out your website where, where they can contact you at. Yeah. So you can uh, you can find us at elitemealprep.net. We actually do own the domain elitemealprep.com. Um, I'm having technical issues on transferring that domain right now, so I don't know what the hell's going on with it, but EliteMealPrep.net. Um, we do have another website. Uh, when I first started the company, EliteMealPrep.com was taken. Um, I actually just recently bought EliteMealPrep.com. So our our we there's two ways you could find us, Elite-Meal-Prep.com or EliteMealPrep.net. And then as soon as I can figure out the technical issues, because I'm not a technical guy... <laughs> <laughs> um, it will be elitemealprep.com or you can just call call me, text me, uh, find me on Insta- Instagram or Facebook, shoot me a message. Um, my phone number is 801-633-1630. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's it. Let's go eat. <laughs> <laughs> go eat some me- uh, meal prep. Meal prep, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Paul. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. For sure. And good luck with your wedding. Uh, thank you. 